Do you feel like you get into these patterns of overthinking and overworking something? Like maybe there's a decision that you need to make or a way that you're considering moving forward in your life, but you find yourself getting really stuck, weighing out all the options, researching all the possible scenarios, and essentially just getting slowed down in this place of analysis paralysis. Or maybe you've had a situation come up where you've had an interaction with somebody in your life and you just can't seem to let it go. It just keeps pulling at you as you're overworking in your brain to try to make sense of why they said that thing that they did, why they're behaving that way that they are, what you could have done differently, how you need to fix this situation. And it's like, you can't even turn it off to like get some sleep or focus on other things because it just keeps gnawing at you. If this feels familiar to you, you are not alone, which is why in today's episode, I'm going to be sharing with you what I think is one of the key drivers behind this pattern of overthinking and three ways that we can start to change this pattern and to protect a little bit more of your precious time and energy so that you're not wasting so much of this by procrastinating, second-guessing yourself, and falling into self-doubt. So thank you so much for joining me in this conversation. You are listening to the Bold as Love podcast, and I'm your host, April Star Boyd, and I'm a coach and a therapist, and this place here is where we talk about how we're showing up in our lives, in our relationships, and moving out of old patterns of over-functioning and people-pleasing to try to take care of all the people around us or control all the opinions that other people might have of us, and instead start to reclaim and reconnect to, here's who I am, and here's what I know. And so this is also what we're diving deeper into with today's episode, because I believe that often a key driver behind our patterns of overthinking is a disconnection in our relationship with our own self. Let me explain a bit what I mean by that. I believe that we all have a built-in compass, a built-in part of us that knows what is best for us, that knows the best way to handle this situation, that knows what we need to be able to feel our best or be okay or resolve a situation with as much peace and dignity as possible. But many of us, have been conditioned or trained to not listen to that voice. Maybe when you were growing up, you had people that, you know, when you were upset about something, said things like, ah, it's fine. You're just making too big a deal about this. Stop creating problems. Or this situation wasn't so bad. That's not the way that I remember it. And essentially you develop this pattern of either 
coming to doubt your own sense of knowing, your own instincts and intuition that says, here's how I'm impacted. Here's what I know is happening right now. Here's what I know that I need. Or we've kind of developed this pattern of being so focused on what the outside people around us are thinking or how they're doing or what their experience of us in this moment is that we don't really hear our own experience of that. We're disconnected from our own self. I also did a previous episode where I talked about, you know, three other reasons that I think really contribute to overthinking, but this is kind of a pattern that I've been seeing coming up with a lot of my clients. And so I wanted to add on to that. I believe that one of the key reasons that we end up in this place of overthinking is because we don't know how to listen to our own gut instincts. We either can't hear it or we've stopped trusting it, right? So let's also say that, you know, you've been in a relationship that maybe is really not good for you. And every time you have an incident that happens where this person does something really hurtful to you and you continue to stay in this relationship, that's another example of a time where we also silence our own knowing, silence that phone cord, right? That communication cable between us and our inner compass, right? There's all kinds of scenarios that happen where we've maybe learned to or been rewarded for self-abandoning, right? Stepping away from what I know is best for me in this moment. And so when we're looking at this pattern of overthinking I believe that a part of the work that we're doing to heal this pattern is to start to really learn to hear and trust ourselves again. And this can take a bit of practice. So here's three ways that I want to offer you as some strategies to start to deepen, start to get closer, start to reconnect to you so that you can hear what you need and trust what you know. Because here's the thing, most of us, right, when I'm talking to people who are, you know, identifying themselves as overthinkers and saying, you know, I'm really overthinking this situation, when we actually kind of unpack it, what becomes very clear is they know what they know. (laughs) They maybe don't like it. It's maybe not easy. But for instance, I was talking to a client recently and this really in tune, thoughtful man. And he was telling me about, you know, this issue that he's been having with somebody in his life. And he had this kind of incident with them, this kind of brush. And I'm not going to get into all the details because I want to protect this person's confidentiality. But basically his instincts went up and was like, something is off here. I feel like I'm under attack. I feel like they're doing something on purpose to make me uncomfortable. And as we were talking about this, he said, you know, but maybe I'm just overthinking this. I'm probably just overthinking it. And I was like, well, let's look at that for a minute. 
And really what we knew, what he you know, was very well aware of, was that there had actually been a history of multiple breaches, multiple microaggressions that this person had been doing towards him. He had been really under attack in various ways by this person. And so in this next moment where he's crossing paths with him, right, and is getting this vibe that like he's deliberately trying to make me uncomfortable in this moment, instincts looked pretty good, (laughs) right? History would kind of show that your concern is justified, that you're feeling under threat by somebody who has actually been attacking towards you emotionally and mentally in the past is valid. So we can get into these habits where we say, oh, I'm just overthinking this in part because we've gotten so good at thinking more about the other person in the situation than we're thinking about our own self. We've learned to really locate our attention on the other person's side of this experience. And sometimes what comes with that is, you know, the self-gaslighting experience where we start to talk ourselves out of, but maybe I'm overreacting, but maybe I'm the one that's just being difficult, but maybe I'm, you know, making something a bigger deal than it needs to be. And what I encourage this person to consider instead is what if we just worked with the idea that you know what you know? What would this look like if you were allowed to just move through whatever situation it is that you might be dealing with in your world with this idea that I know what I know? Our nervous system responds to people, right? We are picking up information about what's happening in any given interaction or situation with somebody at the nervous system level at a much faster rate than we can cognitively make sense of, right? My body is going to react with tension, with concern, with discomfort. When somebody makes a passive aggressive comment in the room, at me (laughs) way before my brain catches up to be like, what exactly just happened here? What did she just say? Right? Our body knows. So if you have this pattern of overthinking, I want to encourage you to tune into your body. Start to notice and pay attention to how your body is responding in the situation or in the room. And when we look at the idea of decision-making, our body is such a valuable tool, a valuable source of information. If I think about saying yes to this thing, does it make me feel lighter or does it make me feel constricted? Does it make me feel expansive and a little bit more lit up, and a little bit more flow going on in my system? Or does it make me tense? So notice that your compass is already built into you. What would this look like if you started to trust it 
and listen to it. What would this look like for you as you move through, you know, this situation that you might be facing that's maybe causing you some stress or weighing on your heart? What would it look like if you started to just say and use this almost as a mantra? I know what I know. I have wasted so much pain and suffering in my life essentially trying to talk myself out of knowing what I knew, (laughs) right? Whether that was like a friendship that was not, that was really, you know, way more take than give or a relationship that was ending, but I just didn't really want to sit with the hard truth and have to make all the difficult next steps that comes with the relationship ending, right? But when we kind of look back on these experiences and you can think back to experiences in your life, there's a really good chance you knew what you knew (laughs) and see if that rings true for you, right? Because as I say that, I can think of multiple situations where I knew the vibe was off and later it was confirmed with a big mess or a big situation or a big problem, right? Or a big revelation of that person's character. But I could look back way before that if I was being really honest with myself and said, I actually knew it then. I actually knew that this was destined to be a problem way before it turned into a problem. So what if we just started trusting and playing with this idea? I know what I know. The next thing that I want to offer is to slow down. Right. And this also connects with the idea of being able to be in tune to your body, being able to hear the signals that your system gives you when it's trying to give you information and guidance. A lot of us are living lives that are so jam packed full of busyness that there's no room or time to hear anything. And I actually just did a podcast on that as well, where I talked about, you know, five questions that you need to ask yourself if you're feeling way too busy. But one of them was this question of what do I get to not think about with all this busyness? Because this is the result of that. We need a little bit of presence to be able to hear our system, especially when we're just starting to get good at this, right? And this also applies to, you know, when you're trying to make sense of something or when you're trying to make a decision about something, I think there's a lot of value in the idea of letting ourselves slow down. Somebody once said to me this quote, it was actually my aunt. I don't know where she heard this from, but she said, indecision is usually a lack of information. Hmm. Isn't that good? Indecision is a lack of information. So maybe you're just in a situation where you don't have all the puzzle pieces yet. You're trying to figure out something that's actually like, you're just not there yet. You don't have all of those pieces of information. So this is another reason of why we look at the idea of trusting the process. There's been like so many times as I've really started to put this idea into practice in my own life where I've seen how effective it is. 
There's times when I've said, okay, I'm not quite sure what to do with this, or I don't quite have an answer to this yet, or I don't feel like I have this like a full picture of how I want this to go. And I've got two options in that moment. I can either push harder, (laughs) right? And you know what that feels like. I know what that feels like when I'm in that place of pushing harder. It's like I get obsessive. I start pulling my friends and my partner. I start like grinding it, right? I start overworking it. I start to get obsessive. Nothing good comes from that space. When I say, I'm just going to let it go, I'll know when I know. The answer comes. It doesn't always come as quickly as I would like it to be, but it comes. And there's something to this process of sometimes things just need to percolate, right? It's like sometimes it's just, it needs the time that it needs. So we can get into this anxious state where we say, I have to have this figured out right now. I need to know right now. I would encourage you to check in. Is that actually true? Because unless you have an absolute deadline that says, I have to submit my answer by Tuesday, you've got time. And even if you do have to submit your answer to Tuesday, (laughs) I would say, Go distract yourself and do something else. Your brain is going to continue to work on this at the subconscious level, and it's probably going to do a more effective job than what we could do by consciously just trying to bang out facts, figures, data, pro and con, right? Those are my signs that I've moved out of listening to my own gut instincts my own nervous system, my own inner compass, and that I've moved into this place of trying to force it. Are you moving through this with force or flow? We need to slow down. The next thing that I want to encourage you to do is to practice intentional listening to your own inner guidance system. If you've been a bit disconnected from your own self, if you've been, you know, healing from experiences where you were silenced, where you had to disconnect from how you were actually doing just in order to be okay or to be accepted or to get through that hard time, it takes a little bit of time and loving energy to start to heal this relationship with self, right? It's like if you never respond to your friend's text messages ever, they kind of quit sending you the signal. And this is what happens with our own intuition at times, with our own gut instinct, is sometimes it can get a little bit quiet because it's not really used to us caring. It's not really used to us taking it seriously. So practice with the small things so that you can get familiar with how your system shares information with you, how your compass lets you know which step to take. And I'll play with this idea when I'm looking at a menu, right? 
Okay, here's all my options for what kind of coffee I could get, right? And I'll really just kind of sometimes make it a practice of intentionally listening to what comes up in my body, what is my system saying as I read through my options. Does a cappuccino feel amazing right now or does my body actually want green tea? These are these moments, it's so small, it almost seems, you know, silly or insignificant, but this is the practice of starting to hear and identify our own inner voice. You have an inner guidance system and an inner voice that wants to talk to you, (laughs) that wants to be listened to. You need to show it that you care. You need to show it that you value what it has to say. And this takes a little bit of work. So just to recap these three things, what would this look like if you started to play with this idea of I know what I know? Now, the caveat to that is sometimes we have our own traumatic experiences. Sometimes we have our own buttons, our own, you know, issues that the other people bump into. So process that stuff, either with a therapist or coach or friend, right? To kind of tease out what part of this is me versus what part of this is them. Sometimes we need to do our due diligence in that way. But oftentimes, oftentimes we're kind of trying to just not know what we know. So what would this look like? I know what I know. You're in a situation where, you know, there's a family member or a friend of yours who's passive aggressive or, you know, creating problems instead of making up excuses or trying to make yourself wrong or trying to talk yourself out of being upset or hurt. Try this on and just see how this feels. None of this is prescriptive. So it's all just invitations to kind of explore and experiment with this in ways that work for you. I'm not in your shoes. I'm not in your house. I'm not in your situation. So filter all of this through your own wisdom and your own experience. But what would this look like if we just said to ourselves, oh, here's this thing that's eating at me. Here's this thing that's kind of like I keep replaying it or I keep kind of working on it. What if you just knew what you knew? Ah, I actually know that I don't trust this person. I know that they've been really crappy to me in the past, and there's a really good chance that they're probably going to be crappy to me again in the future. I know what I know. Notice how that moves us out of this anxious, weak, scattered energy to how do I want to take care of myself in that situation? Do I want to distance from this person? Is there something else I need to do to respond to this? Right? But we're now in a place of doing something with it, a place that's a little more empowering. So I know what I know. The next thing is slow down. Very few things are urgent. Very few things are an emergency. Even if you're dealing with a situation with somebody and you're not quite sure how to handle that person, probably true that you're in a long-term relationship with this person in some way or form. They are a recurring character in your story. You're going to get another chance, (laughs) right? 
you don't, there's very few things that we need to really immediately respond to or rush into. Next, practice with the small moments. What is my nervous system telling me? What is my inner compass trying to direct me to do? What do the nudges and pulls feel like for your system? How does your body, how does your intuition speak to you? So if you found today helpful, the best way to thank a podcaster is to share this with somebody else who would benefit from it as well. And I am continuing to make space for new clients over the summer because that's just something I really love to do. And I've got a little time available to make that happen. So if you would like to book a one-to-one session with me and work through something that's been coming up in your life, maybe that's a place where you're having some indecision. Maybe that's a relationship where there's just a recurring pattern that you can't quite seem to get a handle on or get out of. Shoot me an email and let me know. Or you can connect with me on Instagram. I'm at with love April. And thanks so much for listening. I'll see you next time.